Zach, how are you doing? Can you hear me okay? Yes, perfect. Hope you're good too. Thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me today. I know you've been extremely busy since Friday, since the single dropped. What's the reaction been like, first of all? Exactly what I was expecting. It was shocking. People, it was hard to believe because I didn't believe it myself, even me being on the record. So I could only imagine how the fans were going to take it. But it all came from the fact that they were super proud and excited. And they're, they still are. They're going hard for, for the record. So it's been, especially for my, my part of the world, it's, it's, it's been received massively. And, and I thank the fans for that. I have to ask, how did this collaboration like even come about? Um, just a little bit of inside info. I used to work for um, Bob Marley's licensing company, which is Blue Mountain Music. And we used to get requests. This is years ago. Like oh, I'm showing my age now. So maybe 15, 16 years ago. And we used to get so many requests for artists wow. to cover tracks, to work with um, the tracks that already existed, to work with the catalogue. And the family were very tight. They would say, nope, 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 nope. It was very difficult to license the music because they're very protective of what of course is you know really important and really life-changing pieces of music that Bob Marley and the Wheelers created it's brilliant to see you on this track with Bob Marley in inverted commas so how did that come about um so my manager told me that this is something on the table I, I, I don't remember exactly how he, he he worded it but it was hard for me to believe I thought it was probably one of these industry people trying to like play a prank on us it's how is that possible to do a record with Bob Marley and as you said I, I can only imagine how hard it would be to to get a record cleared even if you sample any anything from Bob Marley so I guess it was it was gonna happen. We couldn't run away from it. You know, it was it was a time where that was gonna happen. Big shouts to Akosia, who's who's um, an island that we know as well. So she kind of like gave gave us the heads up that this is a possibility. And I still had doubts in the beginning because my manager sends me random stuff that is is coming. Sometimes I don't read because I feel like he just wanna get me gassed up. And then you know, so but this one was definitely something I didn't believe. I knew it was not possible, but. Um, Subsequent conversations when I, I came to London and we had meetings, I was like, okay, so this is actually happening. And I I fully believed when the vocals were sent to us to work on it, that we had to like uh, get access to the vocals. So the whole process, I would say that I was hesitant in the beginning. I didn't believe it. It was, it was shocking. I didn't know why me, because um, if I think about Bob Marley, I would think about, you know, I would have options in my head. I would, I would be the last person I would think about myself. So yes, it was shocking, but I also felt blessed that I was I was chosen for this project. What was the process of adding your vocals to the already existing vocals and, and changing up the track a bit? And was it daunting um, to work with what is already such a well-known and such established song? One of the biggest, if not the biggest challenge in my whole life, I can I can take this over my challenge of not trying to rap in, in, in English when I started my career, because that was a big challenge. If you ask me, that's till, till now, that was my biggest challenge. But then I believed in myself that, listen, if I don't want to sound like everybody else. The logic is, it makes sense. You have to rap in English. The masses are going to understand you. But I thought about it. There are English rappers that there are my people here who don't understand what they're saying, but then they love it. So that was comforting to me. So now this became that same feeling again, like, wow, you're about to lay your vocals next to this legend. And this record is like, 
one of his best records from from the fans. Myself, because I grew up on his music. So it was, trust me, it was tough. And I've said it, I almost passed this on because I said this is too much for me, uh, out of respect for, for Bob Marley. But then my manager said, just do what you're going to do and let them say they don't like him. Then at least he could write it off. But I said, I can't even get myself to start writing. That's how hard it was, you know. But then I tried. Um, I, one thing I have for sure is flow and delivery. I can I can have cadence for any type of beats. So that wasn't hard. Then um, I saved my lyrics a little bit, you know, tried to tailor it for right next to his vocals. So, yeah, we did a couple of takes. I think we, we sent the first one, which had English dominating a little bit. But then I think the feedback was me because they want you to rap the way you rap. And I was like, thank God. So came back and then I changed it to what you guys have right now. So it was, it was, it was a tough process, but then ultimately I was, I'm proud of myself that I didn't turn this down and I took this opportunity. Because if you had turned it down and then somebody else would have done it, oh, yeah. it would have been, that would have been right bad. Now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been terrible. And yeah. there's been so much conversation, especially I think over the last, probably four or five years or five, six years about the links between Ghana and the Caribbean, the links between Ghana and Jamaica particularly. And why do you think now is the time that people are um, more buying into those links, more seeing how we're all connected and trying to bring us together? I would like to you if I can point what's, what sparked this uh, burning of these bridges. But I think obviously for my my standpoint, I think the music played a part in it. I think the music became the general language that we all could understand and not try to translate it to each other. And this has been our biggest, you know, how should I, how should I say? The, the bridge that came between us and then our people in the diaspora, the connection came from the music. And I, I always say, even in my bio, I said music is, is the language because that's the only, um, that's the only general language that everybody understands. You don't have to understand tree or English, just appreciate music. So I think music played a major role that connected all of us together. And I feel like it's just, everything has a timing that you can't fight it. It's gonna happen, it's, it's, it's written. And when it gets there, it's, it's gonna happen. Even whether you try to do it or not, it will happen. Something little will spark it. And I'm super proud that it came at a generation where I'm, I am part of and I'm super proud of what's happening. And I hope that it keeps on. You also led on the visuals for this track, the gorgeous visuals that accompany um, the song. Tell us about uh, the inspiration behind that and, and how you came up with, with the concept for the visuals. It's such an interesting video. Lots of sort of symbolism of Jamaica, of Ghana, shot in a beautiful location. So tell us a bit about that. Well, shout out to everybody at Ireland that gave us the creative freedom from, from the audio to the video that they actually ease my, 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 my nervousness. They try to like, let me listen, don't, don't try to impress us. Just be in your zone and do whatever you want to do. So from the audio, as soon as they gave us the approval, they said the video, I definitely knew we had to shoot in Ghana because looking at the collaboration, who actually dominates as in, um, it's not news to rework Bob Marley's songs. Bob Marley is Bob Marley. But then the news is having somebody called Sarko there on there. So I tend to gain a lot more from this. So I made sure that I could sell everything around Sarko which is my country. So first my native tongue, and then 
the beautiful shots that we have here in Ghana. So if you've never been, I wanted a video to make you feel like you want to come to Ghana and experience it. So I expressed to the directors that I want beautiful scenery. Um, I wouldn't necessarily want the things that people have everywhere. I want us to have stuff that they don't have and then they will want to come and experience it. And that's the beautiful shots that you saw. And also I, I put my mind to the fact that if Bob Marley was alive and wanted to shoot a video in Ghana, how was it going to look like? And to me, this is what I think would want so it was just also trying to be in the shoes hopefully i'm right but it's, it's just beautiful shots that i wanted to see in the video and then we're able to execute that yeah definitely it was a gorgeous video and um, you've collaborated with this there's just too many people to name literally everyone at this point and you can add you know bob marley in the way let's think the only person you haven't collaborated with probably me but that's okay we can fix that um <laughs> is there anybody else left alive or dead you would love to collaborate with i have certain people that i wanted to work with back in the days that i did here in in in, in africa ghana i did um i knew that i always wanted to work with a bradford who's one of our legends here in ghana i did um wanted to work with two-face in nigeria i did wanted to work with peace square i did wanted to work with um daddy lumba here in ghana i did as well uh, out there Somebody will say after Bob Marley, where can you go? You you might as well just go call Jesus himself and have a song with him, you know? <laughs> it doesn't get bigger than that. And But obviously I respect a lot of people's talent that it would be dope for me to to have a record with them. The same approach I, I, I had towards the Bob Marley thing is how I have towards these people. I'm talking about someone like Jay-Z or Kanye. Um, I don't know if it's even... Yes, you, you need to dream big, but of course, these people are people that I will even be blessed to be in their presence. That would be enough but then of course if i could get a verse from these two that would be that would be serious i would love that mm. well you've put it out there now they're going to watch this so expect the call bring me in i can drop a few lines here and there um i've got some i can do vocals um just i can dance i'm like a triple threat basically so you just let me know and i'm 100 percent there <laughs> but speaking of collaborations, you did a video with Black Tarif when you were in London at the end of November. You had your jams launch party, which was a lot of fun. I was there jamming. You didn't stop me. That's okay. Um, and Black Sheriff was there. We were all there. I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. I was there. Um, but it was a lot of fun. You know, we had a great time. It's always great when, when artists come down and, you know, the composers are such a great band. So we had a great time. Black Sheriff clearly had a great time as well. So tell me, what was it like working with him um, on Countryside on, on, on the track and on the video you guys did? It's such a beautiful moment. Um, I think everybody already knows that I'm, I'm a big fan of Black Sharif. I was speaking about him before everything happened to him. And I knew that it was going to happen. I didn't know how, but then I know that with somebody with that talent cannot be kept under. You know, it's always going to shine. So I knew from, from get-go that it was going to work. And um, I'm super proud of the heights that he's going, but I know he's going to do way bigger than what he's doing because I can see the potential that he has. And he has a clean path that he knows what he wants. So, and because I'm an artist that I kind of like also have certain qualities that made me go this far. I see that with him. So I, I'm not too shocked where he's headed. But yeah, um, Countryside Happen is like the last record on the project. He hit me up when I was wrapping up and said, there is no way I'm releasing the album if it's not part of it. I was like, he should pull up. So he came through, we hit the studio, we did like three records and Countryside happens to be one of them. Then I added it to it. But obviously I knew that if it's a song between me and um, Black Cherry, it's gonna be the one that's gonna be the biggest song on the project. So yes, I was I was right about that. That is like, 
probably the biggest song in Ghana at this point. And we are shooting the video and we're about to share it with the world as well. Nice, exciting times. So look, you've been in the business yeah. almost 20 years. I feel old saying that. I don't know if you feel old when I say that, but that is a heck of a long time. You've got a huge back catalog. Now you've got this, you know, incredible collaboration with Bob Marley and the Whalers. Do you feel like this is a turning point? Do you feel like this is a pinnacle? Like what, what's next? What do you do now? Yeah, I started a phase that I didn't sit down to start. It just, it just happened. Then I have to see that there are different eyeballs looking at me. There's different perception about where I mean, is at this point. But at the same time, I try to just keep things organic and not to put too much pressure on myself. That is why one of my albums is actually called No Pressure, because literally I hate to put pressure on myself. I just want to make music how I feel. And also um, do things beyond music. So that has always been a passion for a few years now. Wanted to go beyond just recording music and that's it. Things that I used to complain about, structures and a lot of things that I've been talking about. I think I'm in a position where you could actually walk in rooms to make those decisions. So I think that has been a, my my thought process at this point. But musically, um, I don't want to like be ahead of myself and go like, because you did Bob Marley, you're done with your your career. I think you, you can still, you, you might be shocked that my Grammy award-winning song might come from myself and, and Nani Champon or or Kodrinchi, you never know. So I'm not going to stop doing music. I'm still going to keep on collaborating. But definitely, this is a box tick that it gives you a bragging rights if you want to. As, as Imagine as an MC that we have to brag. If I have to brag and I tell you that I did a song about money, I don't know what your comeback is going to be. So it's definitely a one. good... <laughs> exactly. It's good. But yeah, it's going to keep working like I've always been. Brilliant. Um, tell me your top five songs that you have on rotation at the moment. What are you listening to? I'm, I'm like a old show. There's one song that I never stopped playing ever since it was released. That's um, Fabulous Into You. It's like literally every day. So that is never off my playlist. My own personal songs, I'll say some of my new tracks, Labadi featuring Kim Promise. Um, she Bad featuring Oxlade, which I love so much. And there is a song from Nigeria. I, I think it's Victoni. I, I don't know if I pronounced that right. Victoni, um, I think Soweto. I don't know. I've not listened to the song like fully, but I love the melody. I always keep playing it. Um, countryside, obviously. I love that. Um, how many so far? Four? Yeah, one more. There we go. The remix. <laughs> Of course, of course. Um, so Start Off is out now. Obviously, we can download, stream it, play it, rinse it, enjoy it until and when the sun comes out in the UK, which will be, I don't know when, because it's so cold. Um, and you know, you've got the countryside video dropping as well. What else can we expect from you over the next couple of months? Obviously, Jams is out, so we're playing that as well. But what else can we expect? We're coming back outside. Um, I haven't been on tour. I've done shows outside, but it's not been like a tour back to back. Uh, and it was it was deliberate. I felt like I needed a, a certain type of songs to go outside. And I, now I feel like I have those records that will make me feel like I want to go on tour. So we are definitely coming outside. Um, we're coming to London, actually. But, you know, you, you, you're, you're taking this out. Of, I wanted to make this a surprise. But since you, you're here, let me just let you know that. Um, did yes, did I just get an exclusive? Woohoo! announced it yet so but yeah i'm coming to london 
Um, we do in the Euro, in the US, but London, I have two shows in London. The first show is actually right around the corner. It's actually not too far. So we need to start pushing it. But the same squad that you saw um, at the listening, that's me and them, my boys, composers. We're about to kill it again. So we're about to come in. And so mainly being on being on the road um, and a few things here and there, there's like a whole roadmap from now till till December because we are, we're doing a build up to Rapaholic, which is 25th of December. So this year is the rebirth of Rapaholic because last year was 10 years. So we're about to, God willing, go for another 10 years. So we're starting the Rapaholic again. So from this year. Amazing, amazing. Thank you so much for that exclusive. I will be there first night and every night on tour. Like I said, need a backing singer, backing dancer, hype woman. I am your girl. Just get my details from Grace to me. I'm there for you always. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you so much for your time.